Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 170. Yes. Bingo. Yes. And there's no way, because I don't have a computer in front of me, and we're doing this live in the studio, so there's no way for me to know that. 170. Well, you do have notes in front of you. But not a not a number. Now, the <laughs> Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. My favorite rum, your favorite rum, Parse Rum. When I say Parse, you say? Rum. Rum. I got the advantage that I'm in person, so it's going to be I was going to say, I don't stand a chance. Yeah. Uh, go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Ask about Parse. It's the perfect time of year for a pina colada. It's going to be 88 degrees in New York today, Tom. Do you know that? Ooh. Yeah, no, I have tickets to tonight's game. I, I'm well aware. Tom is coming to the game. He's really disappointed. I guess this is our first topic. He's really disappointed that Mike Talkman's not in the lineup because uh, we're facing a lefty. He did hit a homer last night, but we're facing lefty. He also has a higher career batting average against lefties than righties in his career, so I don't know if David Ross knows is that. that. Ac- that's accurate. Oh, Tom said, I'm not done. I'm not just going to talk about Boone. Let's go at Ross now. Listen, <laughs> the guy is having an unbelievable heater. Can we get him in the fucking lineup, respectfully? Can, can I just say, he had, he's been unbelievable. He's been fantastic, leading off 830-something OPS. Or I have his stats since the, the All-Star break. He's hit, this was uh, as of yesterday, so it doesn't include the homer from Tom. Tom just tweets an update every morning of Mike Talkman's stats <laughs> since the break. He's got a burner out there called like Mike Talkman's Biggest Fan. <laughs> That's just my real account. I just tweet yeah. that name. Uh, since the post-All-Star break, he's in 363 with a 1.048 OPS, four homers, 20 RBIs, walking at a 10.3 clip and striking out at just a 12.6 clip. Does that include last night? Uh, that does not include last night. So including another pump. Including another pump. Uh, what I was going to say is he's been unbelievable. Obviously, he's been leading off against righties. But the last week or so, he's stayed in the game when they've brought in a lefty reliever and hit some absolute missiles against lefties. So I can see how the career splits would be pretty even. Shocking, shocked that it's better. Just as left on left, but at least even. Yeah, 263 against lefties in his career. Well, I feel like around – I know the Tigers do it for sure, but you guys do it a good amount too, Hap. Like, teams like to pinch hit now. Like, they'll pinch hit, like, say you have a righty, whoever, playing center field, so lefty starting, and, like, in the sixth inning, they bring in a right-handed reliever. Like, Talkman will pinch hit in the sixth inning. Like, I feel yeah. like – I know the Tigers do it all the time, and I feel like you guys do it a decent amount. Yeah, ours is a lot more – if if – the lefty starting, mm-hmm. and we have a, we have a lineup that is put together righty. for a lefty. Yeah, mm-hmm. so righty heavy. Mm-hmm. As soon as soon as that guy's out of the game and a righty reliever's in, we're going to the lefty bats. But unless they have unless they have lefty protection in the pen, but it's pretty rare because right there's only one or two lefties in the pen. So when the righties come in, you get. I was gonna say it feels like we're seeing even less and less lefties out of the pen now too, and maybe that's part of the three-man minimum rule. I don't know if it has. I think it's part. I think it's part of the minimum. There's a couple teams that are stat like the Marlins have four, or lefties when we played them, like four lefties in the pen. There was another team. There was like two or three teams that we played that had four lefties in the pen, and as soon and you're like when you get the report, especially for me because I'm. That's the first thing I ask on the report. I'm like, all right, how many lefties are in the pen? Because I have to be pretty aware of like what those guys do if I'm going to get turned around or if I'm going to be hitting right-handed a lot for the series just for work and mental clarity. But, but the thing is, but you rake righty. True. You've been raking nukes. righty. I do. Kind of since, kinda since mid-May. Nukes. Guy, what's wrong with your, what's wrong with your Wi-Fi? What would you say? 
You just, you were like broken up for 10 seconds. You were talking while mm -hmm. Tom and I were talking. Ah. But it was. That's. Hey, so why don't that's you start hotel again? Wi -Fi Go back. You. Start again. It's a hotel Wi-Fi for you. Where are you right now? Uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Beautiful town. Played a lot of uh, ball growing up there. A lot of summer ball games as a kid. Yeah, used to be the West Virginia power. But if we want to talk about me for a second, yes, I have been raking right-handed. <laughs> it has been great. I hit uh, I hit a uh, homer. I change up homer to dead center. My first right-handed dead center homer in a long time. How good does that feel? Like I know you're the kind of guy when you're when I see when you're like last night talked when hit a high fastball for homer. I know that's he when he's locked in. He's hit blacked out. When you when you're hitting right-handed homers, I know you're locked in. How good does that feel when you get one righty? Uh, the righty homers feel really good. I think the last couple of years I've hit two or three for the year right-handed. Last year I hit two. I think the year before that I hit two or three. I have not hit a dead center right-handed homer since probably AAA in 2019. I hit a couple. Yeah. M remember that? Uh, uh, the one off Minter you hit was crushed. Yeah. And so I hit the, I hit the I change like up. that when you got. Change up to dead center, which was awesome. And then position player homer, right on right, position player homer. Never hit a position player homer before. Counts. Counts. I'm hearing murmurs. I'm hearing murmurs. It doesn't count. I'm getting some tweets saying it doesn't nope. count towards nope. the counter. That that counts. I've never done that before, and I've watched a lot of guys take advantage of position players and just be like, God damn it, these guys are getting they're just hitting homer like guys that have three, four homers off position players for the year, and you're like, the man in our studio to the left there is uh, Trevor Plouffe, who says he's the greatest, you know, hitting off position players ever. I think he's two for two with two homers. In his oh, career. see, I was I've never been good at it. And when I switched to hitting right-handed last year, I actually got a couple hits. They were like choppers up the middle, but I got hits. Uh, and so to have a righty homer off position player was awesome. Pad those stats. Uh, and then the one-off mentor was a really good swing. I mean, we should also talk about, since he's not here, when we can talk about it, Short o what, were you, what was the name? Shortani? Shortani. Short Can you believe Tom tried to take that from I you? I know. You know what? I, I, started to do, I started to do it, and then I felt bad. That's uh, why I kind of I I committed, and then I backed out at the last well, second. Well, Zach texted us in one of my other group texts and said, like, yeah, guys have been calling me Shortani. And I go, I'm bringing that up on the pod. He goes, stop. No, you're not. I said, you're crazy if you think we're not calling you Shortani from now on. Hey, how many times has he pitched now? He has, like, six innings. He has a 180 ERA, and he got his first strikeout yesterday. We, we got a tweet from a, a listener who, in I don't know what his fantasy baseball leagues are. I don't know if this is all fantasy baseball leagues. But in his fantasy baseball league, Zach Short is now relief pitcher eligible. I saw that. I saw the relief pitcher eligible. How, but how do you play in a league where you have relief? I mean, I don't. Obviously, we're not allowed to play fantasy baseball. I don't know what it looks like. But I, are, I, relief, I, are relief pitchers in the game? Yeah, well, I mean, closers and stuff. I guess like, closers. But, like, I, I think in a bigger league, like, I've the leagues that I used to play, I don't play anymore. It's, it's Fantasy baseball is a real commitment it's just a, it's every single day which is i'm surprised there isn't a league for the john boy office. we jake and i had a team in 2021 and uh i don't think either of us checked it after like april 15th the team did not it's a lot different than fantasy football right because it's every day Fa fantasy football is the perfect balance of where you can like be in, you can be as invested as you want to be if you want to like look at it every day and like make all the waiver moves you can if you want to look at it once a week usually i'm scrambling to my laptop at like 12 58 going like okay who's healthy who's just in doing that it's hard to do that with fantasy baseball. You got to commit every day. I wouldn't talk about Zach, but I have a question for Dakota. Do the counterclocks have a fantasy league for football? Oh yeah, come on now. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Ours I'll is be, Cubbies is big. It'll be it'll be my third league. So I have three. Th- you have three this year. Counterclocks. I guess uh, Counterclocks is obviously the biggest. Three is important. too many. Respectfully, three is too many. I think no. I think two is the max you can do. But the thing is, I'm locked in on all three. Like it's not like I neglect any of them. Like sure, I just he, love it. I love it that much. Here's my question for you: Wh- Who are you rooting for? Like when you watch a game. Now you probably got – like, that's the thing for me. I like having one team because I'm able to keep my rooting interest pure. Where once you start having multiple teams, you're rooting for too many things. Yeah. It's and you're tough like, when, yeah. It's tough when there's crossover, when you have, like, a receiver in one league, but you're playing against him in another league. Like, I hope he gets, like, 15 points. Like, I hope he does decent, but not too good. See, that's, like, that's not fun to me at that point. I want to root for my guy hard. I don't want to have to be, like, I need him to do well, but not so well that he hurts me in the other league, and that's, like, my better team. So that's the one I'm actually more worried about. But, like, he's on my other team, and maybe if we started winning, we could, you know, it gets too complicated. Do you see but how my, quick I checked my, out on football there? <laughs> yeah. I gave a look to Ian, and Ian was like, I don't give any shits oh, about this. Uh... <laughs> but my main league, my main, like, focus league is my buddies from college. That's, like, my most contentious. Like, I root for those guys over my other teams. That's fair. Teacher favoritism. You know what I've been seeing recently? Because it's Little League World Series time. Mm-hmm. It's Little League World Series games. Yeah. And the Little League World Series kids are wearing a lot of Bruce Bolts. I was watching where we're sitting in the clubhouse, and I'm watching Hawaii versus somebody, and the kids are wearing my baby blue Bruce Bolts. I was like, yeah, kid. And then he had a tough, tough AB, tough AB, got punched. But it's all right. It's not right. the glove's fault. Not, not the glove's, glove's fault. fault. Not the glove's fault. Bat didn't fly out of his hand. Okay, we're right there. Bruce Bolt's sponsoring. They're doing. They're sponsoring a bunch of teams. A bunch of different teams are wearing their gloves. It's really cool. All the different colors. Um, Bruce Bolt.us. Bruce Bolt.us. I've been. I switched over. I've been wearing my white gloves. Wow. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like the blues though. You like the all baby blues? I'm a big baby blue guy. That's my favorite color. So I. Do you? My... Do you switch gloves depending right or lefty or no? I know it wouldn't make any difference. I was just curious if you were like superstitious about it. No, I just I started wearing the whites again for a little bit, and I was hitting some pumps, so I'm into it. Been rocking the whites on this road trip too. Uh, I kind of like the white with gray sometimes. Yeah. All oh last yeah. Kind of into it. So both pairs are actually in stock right now. Moving fast every time I check it, a new size is out. But go right now, check, see if it's in stock. Bruce Bolt dot us. Bruce Bolt dot us. Uh, Zach Short as a pinch hitter. We were talking about how good he was. He's hitting 417 with a 1.25 OPS. Now, granted, this is in a smaller sample size, 14 plate appearances. Don't just say that. 12 at bats, but he's <laughs> 5 for 12 with a homer and 5 ribbies. Also walked twice uh, The only three compared to three punchies. So, pretty good. What's that on base percentage? Uh, that is 500. a 500. 500? That's really good. He's been He's been lights out. Nasty. On the mound, <laughs> pinch hitting. 1.80 ERA on the mound. Guy can do anything. In the uh, field, he he makes like, he made like a diving play the other day, and it's just, it's routine at this point for that guy. He's been, he's had a very good season, as much mm-hmm. as he isn't very positive with himself. He's had a very good season, and I'm just looking to try to find the pinch hitting numbers. That's not easy to do. It's very impressive. And he's got a, over a one more. He's got like a one one. Which, like, without consistent everyday playing time, is so impressive. Like, that's a yeah. it's a real asset for a team. And doing that, doing what he's doing, is going to keep him in the big leagues for a long time. And I wish he'd be a little bit more positive with himself. But it's really cool to see. He he could be he could be 
three for four one game, and he'll still be like, ah, oh, should have been four for four. Like, I missed that one. Yeah. I, I, oh, I should have missed that one the last time. hung me a slider. I popped it up. Can't believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. It's a hard game. Yeah, he's, he's not the most positive person. Only about himself, though. He, he likes to bring himself True. down, so we got to fluff him up. He's fluffing everybody else, bringing himself down. But we'll fluff Correct. him. He's not here. We'll fluff him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as you said, one point one war right now. And I think, as you, as you mentioned, too, it's been cool to see. I think all of us in this room believe that he could be able to carve himself out as a really nice major league player. Didn't Wasn't able to do it over the last two seasons. This year, he's kind of cemented himself. Like, I, I'll be honest, I had the Tigers PR notifications on because I, I had him up, down, whatever. I turned those off. I'm confident right now that Zach Short is going to be a Tiger for the rest of the season. He's earned it with his playing time, and he's – done some really impressive stuff. And I, as you said, I don't think he gives himself enough credit. But as as someone who's been rooting for him, it's really cool to see him kind of really cement himself as, hey, he's a big leaguer now. Yeah, I mean, for I've, sure. I've played full seasons with a one-and-a-half war that I'm, like, not that upset with. So for yeah. him, like, if he goes out there and puts up a win-and-a-half. Yeah, he's like, on pace to do that right now. That's a That's just it's a huge asset to a team. Especially when, especially when you can have. Do you think that that war takes into account his innings, pitching? At some point, it might. At some right? point, at some point, it would. Yeah, but he would get like it would be like point one. I was just scared because he's he's given up one run in like six innings. Yeah, he's got to he's got to make sure he doesn't get laced or else his war might go down. Yeah. By the way, on his positions yeah. right now for on Baseball Reference, he's got four, five, six, one, eight, nine. The guys played everywhere except catcher and first base, I believe. And center field. No, center field, too. He hasn't played left field. So he's just <laughs> missing two? Missing catcher and... Uh, and first base and left. Can you look up my 2018? Yeah. You have a zero, don't you? Don't you have... Well, yeah, but one inning, not six. Six is more impressive. But I was... The number of positions I played in 2018. 2018. 8-7-9-5-3-4-1. Because you pitched that year, too. That's all of them except for shortstop and catcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you got him beat right now. He's yeah. got three. You got two. Yeah. Yeah. The question is, will he be able to get into left field this year? You guys play each other in what, like two weeks? Next week, not this. So we go to Toronto. We go back home for a week, and then we're in Detroit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week. He was talking about how, like, obviously he hopes for him. He hopes it's in their side. For you, you hope it's on your side. Like, if there's a blowout, like he hopes to face you. I told him, I go, if you face Hap, like, you're going to hit, like, at least 85. Like, I got him trying to throw one hard. I'm coming out of the game. <laughs> he said, no, you have to face him. You There's have no to way. face him. No that'd chance. be great. Tom, tell him how good a content that'd be. I will say, as as the producer of the Compound Podcast, I would love if you, if you could stay in there. I'd love you to take that 1AB for us. It would be he, good content. I would be so pissed off if he got me out. Like, I would be so mad. Yeah, but what he if told you go me, lefty? He told me the first pitch he's going to throw behind you. I would jump into it. You'd I, would, I would go. I would go. Ah! <laughs> Try to get on base. Oh, that'd be incredible. You, there'd be a lot of pressure on you. On him, there's no pressure. There's like, no pressure on him. There's no pressure on him. If I hit a homer, it's like huh, I was throwing sixty-five. Huh? <laughs> but like, if he punches me out, because you know he's not the type of position player pitcher who's just going to only throw one speed right down the middle. Like no. He's going to try to mix it up. He's going to try to do one of these, do one of those. He might throw you a curveball at some point. I'm not into that. He throws it with 20 ride. He's got 20 vert on his but, fastball. Do you know do you know what uh you know Tucker was Tucker Barnhart was throwing 38 miles an hour and had 24 vert. 
the other day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What's how hard is he throwing? Can, can he I, throws can it I, like I, around set, hit this one. He struck out Michael A. Taylor on was seventy one, I believe. Can we also, for a moment, can we just talk about, I am tired of seeing guys go out there and throw 38. I respectfully to everyone, I understand that's from the organizations, but like if we're going to have this amount of position players pitching, can we have some any bit of competitive at-bats? I know it's actually probably harder as a big leaguer to probably hit 38 than it is to hit 80, but as like a fan, it is it is dull to go out a guy and watch a guy throw 38, respectfully. I think that's like... I don't disagree with you. I think, unfortunately... The effective thing is either to throw 75, trying to sink it, or as like sub 50. Yeah. Because like so slow, the hitters like can't time it up. Yeah. Or, or that, you know, they pop it up or hit it into the ground. But the, we faced Maley two nights in a row in Cincy and he gave up some runs. Gave up some runs. I, I just think it's so uninteresting to watch a guy go up there and basically play slow pitch softball in the major leagues. Like that's just I not... do too. I think they should just stop the game. Stop the fight. Stop the fight. That <laughs> or I call it. Like, all right, We're all over. good. We're all good. Thank or, you. What if you had like a I was thinking about what if you had like a twenty seventh guy who's only eligible if the game's a blowout or some some sort of like couldn't we get somebody some actual work in the major leagues instead of forcing respectfully to Zach Short. Zach Short's got a one point eight ERA, but he's eligible now in fantasy baseball because he's made five appearances. I mean <laughs> I think that's – it's also kind of – I don't like getting opposition players, so it's kind of your reward for kicking somebody's ass. That's fair. It's like, here's the 27th guy. He throws 92 a sink, and you got to figure out how to hit him. It's like, God damn, I don't want to do that. I'd rather not. I, I don't I, think I, any position players want to pitch. No. no position like, you don't want to be out there. Like it's, I, kind of like, it's funny, but it's like, all right, like, I don't want a missile hit right back at me from 60 feet. And as a fielder, like, I don't want to stand out there while guys are hitting rockets all over the place. We were playing – Tucker's done a great job. I think Tucker's only given up one run in three or four appearances, but he, we're facing the Mets getting blown out after that rain delay, and he comes in, and Morrell got ejected, so I had to stay in the game and left. <laughs> and, you know, the guys are hitting rockets off the wall, and you're still running around at one in the morning. It's like, you don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to do that either. No. Yeah, I, I just think it's one of those things. Like, I remember, it was I think it was the Cut 4 account, which we, like, when a position player was pitching like five years ago and it would be like a whole thing on Twitter yeah. and people would be excited. And now it's turned into something where it's not exciting. Like when I see a position player pitching, I'm like, oh, here comes another guy who's going to throw 45, you know? And it's yeah. it used to be more fun. I just I feel like it's getting a little out of control and they need to figure out some sort of I respect remedy they, for they that. Try, I mean, they tried this year with some regulations. It yeah. hasn't really worked. I'm sure we'll revisit it. Can we talk Wasn't about like, something? Didn't like Brandon Crawford hit like 90, though? Yeah, when he pitched? against me. His, yeah. his hardest pitch was like 91 <laughs> painted on the inside corner, and I flew out. Ridiculous. This guy's nasty. Yeah, this guy's gross. Like Garrett Cole's brother-in-law. He's learning from the best. Yeah, That's right. He's always had a fantastic arm. I want to talk about this, and this is for Tom. Okay? For Tom. Okay. I'm ready for more Mike Talkman conversation whenever you want. But this is brought to you by our favorite sponsor, your favorite sponsor, Omega. Accounting yeah. Solutions, ERC, ERC. Employee retention credit is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses like Connect Roasters, thousands of others in the Midwest, get back up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. The most exciting Omega ERC, ERC. 
best ERC company for getting your ERC funds, even if you've had the PPP loan. Don't forget that. Even if you had the PPP loan, call 800-643-CUBS or visit smallbizcashback.com slash CUBS. Free consultation. ERC. ERC. I have a question. Do they put in there for you to chant ERC, or is that your own? No, that's just I. I that was my bit. I, well, the Let's first go. time I did it, somebody, one of our uh, listeners, was like, "That's a pretty boring ad. That's pretty terrible." And I was like, "I'll make it fun for you. I got something for you." <laughs> Walking around all day chanting ERC now, aren't you? <laughs> Omega Accounting Solutions. I love them. You love them. Uh, Tom, this is for you. We talked a lot this year about. How Tom likes to boo players to make them play better. I think right? this is one episode once, but yes. Here's proof that one, players care. Two, booing doesn't help. And three, cheering can really help. Oh, <laughs> giving support to a player on your team for the next 20 years can really help them. Trey Turner in Philly gets a standing O. He's been having a tough year, not what he wants. Can we just say still not like... It's so, not like even that. It's not horrible. That you know what I mean? Let's it's just, just like when you look at the contract, his, then look at the stats. And how yes. good he's been the last couple of years in LA, and then you're yes. trying, and then you're, yeah, you get paid a lot of money, so the expectations are to the roof. But and he had this unbelievable World Baseball Classic, and everyone was expecting him to hit a homer every time. Mm-hmm. He gets a standing ovation. I don't know how this was organized or where this came from, but I guess he goes up to bat, gets a standing ovation from the Philly crowd. His mom was there. He said his mom like was basically in tears or tearing up. Yeah. He appreciated it so much that he took out billboards in the city to thank the Philly fans and then hits a homer the next day. Like that is the perfect example, especially in that city. The perfect example of like, hey, if you give positive encouragement to your players, you say, Hey, no matter what, you're here for the next ten years, we support you. Like keep going, keep trying hard. Oh my God, Tom! Look at that. Maybe you guys should have cheered on Aaron Hicks like the Orioles are. Huh? Huh, Tom? I got chill. I got chills watching that video. Of him uh, walking the that was so sick. So cool. I love. I love positive fan bases. I just love it. That's and why it's crazy. Really like so you awesome. said, I don't know how it started. Like, was there like a message board, or did people just like did so like a Reddit? group start Philly clapping, Reddit? and everyone else was like, "Yeah, like let's cheer for him." I have no idea. Did you see the video? I, I did not. We were we were recording floorball two this weekend. Yeah, so that's a not, good excuse. Tom Tom said, "What is that? A standing O for a player? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not it's in not, Yankee Stadium. You not, won't see that there. No, we don't well, cheer on the players. I will say that's pretty impressive coming from the city of Philadelphia, which famously booed Santa Claus and threw snowballs at Santa Claus. So this is a city not known also for being very uh, yeah. kind to their athletes. No, so that, and they're that, not. And I and I remember." We were playing in Philly in 19, and Harper Harper's first year was 19, right? And Harper was doing fine, not struggling, but, like, he was getting – he was maybe 0 for 3 in the game and getting booed. Had fans from on top of their dugout heckling him and, like, kind of got into it. And then he ends up hitting a walk-off way back against us. I think it was a walk-off Grand Slam. How pissed are you if you're on the other team? You're like, why are you trying to rile him up? Like, we're good. We're well, he's yeah. over three. Like, well, yeah, but he, like, they were, and then they loved him forever after that, and obviously he's been the MVP and everybody loves him, but, like, he was going to be there for 13 years in the first three, four months he's getting booed. It's just stuff like that that is like, oh, like, cool. like that, and that, I remember that happening in Philly. Obviously, we were there this year. Earlier, Trey was getting some, some boos, and for them to go complete reversal and 
support the guy. Like it's just such a cool thing to see. Well, they did it last year too with Bohm. Remember, like there was that video, wasn't it Alec Bohm? And he's yeah. like, like he was on first base and it looked like he mouth like I hate this place. Like they were booing him, and then he made an error at third and said, "I fucking hate this place." Was it, yeah, it, yeah. It was and then they just yeah. yes, and they, then they flip they, it and yeah. just say we're going to give you a standing O because like you said, Hap, like he's going to be there the next 10 years, like maybe try and support him and show that it's going to be okay. And then he's played well since then. Yeah. Crazy how that works. Crazy. Crazy. Great. And I think when I saw that and then Trey, how impressive he was, I bet you he's, he he might carry that team for the rest of the year. That's what you have no idea how much of an effect that has on him to know that like the city still supports him. Yeah. And cause like, you're going to be there for the next 10 years or nine more years. Like at some point you got to think, geez, like, is this going to be nine years? Yeah, just it's like I need to hit 350 with 40 pumps or they're going to boom me again. Yeah. And it's like, I can't go to dinner in the city because if a Philly fan sees me, they're going to go, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you yeah, exactly. It's like that. That's real stuff. So I really cool thing from the Philly fans. Happy for Trey. I think Tom's going to try that at the next Yankee game. Single handedly lead a standing ovation. Who should yeah. I do it for? Do it for uh Do it for Stan. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna I was say, say Stan's Stan. probably the most obvious candidate. Do it for Stan. I think I think Riz will get a big one when he comes back. Because, yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's, because that the, the Yankees fans know what happened. I think that was a tough run. For everyone I think everybody knows, but Riz a couple months ago Tatis, May twenty eighth. Tatis was coming back. May twenty eighth, Tatis was coming back into first, uh thigh to the head. Um, rung Rizzo's bell a little bit, seen a little bit of Tweety Birds, comes out of the game, uh, and then, you know, pass concussion protocol. Concussion protocol is kind of like, can you remember stuff? Like, here's five words, remember them. It's it's, it's not, like, crazy, um, at least when I did it in 21. Like, it's not, like, crazy elaborate. And so pass concussion protocol and just really struggled for two months without any kind of reason why. And... Feeling, he was feeling groggy. He was feeling a little out of it. Like, finally, it was like, something's got to be off here. Went and saw a specialist. And one of the things they said was that his reaction time was lower than the average human. And you have to imagine that, like, yeah, here's the average human. There's a big leaguer. And, like, Anthony Rizzo yeah. is kind of at the top of the big league spectrum. So the the fact that his, his reaction time was that slow and like, it just thinks that it wasn't diagnosed and he played two months and like the mental toll that that took to grind out hitting a buck 50 in the big leagues for two months and going from like potentially starting the all-star game at first base with a three, you know, hitting three ten or whatever. Yeah, up to that was. point, he'd been really, really good. Probably the best first baseman in the American league to and that point. And then he hit yeah. one sixty eight for two months. And it, yeah. was, it was very, I mean, obviously the, the first thing that I think everyone came to mind was the age you thought maybe this is just the end of his and obviously then now it's a really scary situation I think the scariest thing is how long it went undiagnosed and the Yankees have had some some I've had some concerns with the Yankees training staff over the past couple years they've had some things that have made me worried and this is one where you really worry about a player's not only his physical health but his mental health as well as you talked about like what what is that what toll does it take on a player to go through Someone like Anthony Rizzo obviously cares so much about winning and wanting to make the Yankees a successful organization. You, the other thing we didn't say is this basically coincides with when Judge goes out. So now he doesn't have Judge in front of him in the lineup. He's obviously, I'm sure, pressing even more to try to make up for that. Yeah, and I think that was one of the things people thought, like, well, with no Judge, like he doesn't, Anthony doesn't have any protection or and like 
that wasn't it. And and I think it's a really hard thing for him to get through. Just that struggle mentally was so hard, but now he has something to go, all right, that's not me. That was a yeah. legitimate It issue, was probably a like relief issue when he yeah, found out like sure. he had one because he's for like, sure. okay, like that makes sense why I couldn't hit. He's yeah. like, this is like, this doesn't happen for two months to me. Yeah. And now he just needs to, he just needs to get right, get healthy. You know, there's yeah a lot of, a lot of stuff that, that you can do from, you know, training your eyes. It's, there's a lot of, um, the eyes go, it's very difficult to pick up the ball in the same way you were because your eyes just aren't adjusting. So there's a lot of stuff you can do, not only with reaction training, but with, with vision training to get that back. And I know he's working pretty hard on that. So yeah, that's it's it's at least good that there is a rhyme or reason to what was going on. Friend of the pot, Anthony Rizzo. Maybe our most frequent guest. Um, I think Schwarber's still top. You see that bomb he hit yesterday? Oh my! Oh my! Which one? Oh, I mean, you guys. The are second one in the second deck. Ooh. You guys are ignoring Scott Efros, who's definitely not got to be number one, right? Yeah, true. Well, he's like a I, he's like a guest I can, host. I, I was going to say guest. I consider him like part of the pod. Yeah. So do I. Sad that he's not here right now, though, in New York with us. Yankees. I know that stinks. I've I've thought about him a lot this year. Yankees really use another arm in the pen, and he was so successful and so fun to watch last year. Haven't they had one of the best pens in the league? I, I, I the pen's been all right, but I mean, you, can you always... think you think Tom's going to talk good about the Yankees? No, that's a good point. That's Come on, now <laughs> they're like number two in bullpen ERAs. Like they, they've been it's fine. Like, could, could always be better. Um, this was something that you brought up, Dakota. Bobby Wood Jr. Zach sent this to me. First player. Let me tell me if I'm right. First player yes. ever, ever to have in his first two seasons 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases in consecutive seasons. That's crazy. That is very impressive. He's so good. They went on the Royals went on that stretch where they went seven straight or eight straight, and they yeah. his stats like for that week where he was hitting like 380 with like six pumps, I think. Yeah, I, I just think he, because of how the Royals have played the last couple of years, he hasn't gotten, you know, he got he got some hype when he debuted because yeah. he's a huge prospect, but kind of been overlooked now because of how the Royals have played and where they've been in the division. Um, but I think he does deserve a lot of credit for how hard it is to play shortstop at the big league level. I think he's also, I think I saw this, he's had the best year-to-year change in defensive metrics. So yeah. his first year, he really struggled at shortstop with metrically. I don't know about errors and everything, but metrically really struggled. And this year, he's been one of the best defenders in baseball, which is, an like, it takes time to learn the speed of the big league game and for him to be mm-hmm. able to be that consistent, 20 pumps, 30 bags, and then be one of the best defenders in baseball uh, at the shortstop position. Ed's, what is he, 22? Yeah, I mean, and now he's able to be... A cornerstone for a franchise that is desperately, you know, looking for one. Obviously, Sally's kind of on the, the end of his career, so it, it's it, they're looking for the next guy, and it's Bobby. It's time to build around Bobby Wood Jr. and that's something that they can. And maybe bring back Alex Gordon. <laughs> that's what Zach said. That though, he said that he was like really impressed with how good he was defensively, like not just hitting when they played against him, yeah. which, like you said, is huge because the adjustment of just the speed of the game, like you said, getting to the big leagues just took him a little bit to adjust, and now he's been insane defensively and at the plate. Yeah. I, and I, he flies, absolutely flies. flies. Yeah. I mean, he can be he can be one of the best players in baseball, and that is a guy that you can build around, and they need they need that. They need that guy who can hit in the three-hole every day and 
they build around that player. Um, yeah. He is 0 for 1 against me. That would be good. Hit, hit the ball like 120 right at our third baseman. Caught it. Guess, what that, count, guess oh, what that counts as? See, out. Did you see the Rangers third baseman, Jung? Line drive. Okay, he's playing third. Guy hits a okay. 109-mile-an-hour line drive. Hits him in the thumb, thumbs him, Ugh. drops it, picks it up, steps on third, throws across the diamond or whatever. Broke his thumb. I was going to say he probably broke his thumb. Broke his thumb. He has to get surgery. He's like out for the year. He's out for at least six weeks, they said. And yeah, six prob- weeks. Yeah, probably it's the year. Horrible. No way. On imagine, a liner. On a line drive that he just like, it probably knuckled on him or, or cut on him. Mm-hmm. I got a little far away from the mic there. That was not good radio. <laughs> uh, I could hear you fine. It, but it, it probably cut on him or knuckled a little bit and just got him in the front. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so brutal. What a brutal way to have your – and he's he was an all-star, right? He's having an unbelievable season. I mean, rookie season being an all-star. And, could you know, that's rookie of the year stuff. I don't know. That probably opens the door for uh, Yoshida. I would think so. And if he wins – if you know, he ends up winning rookie of the year and that dude was right in it and had to miss six weeks, that's super stinks. And that's a big deal. For the Let's not remember. Now, yeah. Let's not remember. Let's not forget. That's a big deal because Yoshida's got his his shit's guaranteed, right? He's he doesn't need the service he doesn't need time. the service time. He's five for eighty five. He's done. For a guy like that, it's his first year. You get a full year of service, and then there's also some bonus incentive for the pool, right? Yeah, rookie of the year or something like that. If you finish somewhere, I should know this. But I was going to say is, that sounds like something know you this. would know I as know a PA this, rep. But I know where to look it up. There's big time incentives for it. All right. But yeah, he did, I'd he imagine. Did, he did start the year. He d- he did start the year with the club, so he doesn't. He doesn't need the service time. He doesn't need yeah. the service time, but there's um, war incentive. It's all based on war. So if he played more games, wars cumulative stat, he'd have more war. He'd make more money. I did see uh, the Rangers are nasty though, by the way. But I saw like the AL MVP like power rankings, and I think. Um, Adolis Garcia was three, Marcus Simeon was four, and like Corey Seager wasn't even on there. I was like, this team is incredible. They are very good. It's a very They're good insane. Offense. And they just and tried they to have... see they tried to see how many starting pitchers they could get. They have like seven now. Yeah. yeah. I, I feels That's... like to <laughs> feels like to me, I wouldn't I mean I, this is like a, an easy pick to say, but Brave Rangers World Series. Those are two incredible. I know you guys just saw Cubbies them. are hot. Cubbies right. are hot. Cubbies are hot. But Cubbies took, Cubbies took two out of three from the Braves. We did. How, how about really that? Really good series. How, like Olsen hit that homer. That was, I mean, I think maybe the furthest ball I've ever seen hit at Wrigley. He hit two. No, I hit one farther. Okay. He hit, he hit two homers. He hit two homers that were absolutely punished. He hit one through the wind against Adbert on he hit one that was Saturday. 452 to like the top. Of yeah, the that picture. was crushed. That was insane. He hit, so he hit one um, dead center. It was like 110 off the bat through the wind. That was ridiculous. And then he hit that one off steel 3 2 slider that he just punished. Um, they have a great lineup. Uh, that was my first time seeing them this year. Um, and what Ronald's doing is pretty ridiculous. Like he just gets hit every time. Um, really deep, deep lineup. And it's it was it's crazy to think that that the top five guys in that lineup will be together for the next five, still five Wouldn't years. You left? say, 
we're fine. I, like the Cubbies have been hot for a while now, but wouldn't you say like taking two of three from a team like that really like gave you guys confidence of like, Hey, we can make a run at this thing. Like we just beat probably one of the best two teams in the NL. Yeah. I, you know, what's weird though, is we kind of done that. We've done that at different points throughout the year. Like we took two or three from the Bra- We took two or three from the Rangers. We took two or three from the Mariners. Took two or three from the Rays. Took two or three from the Yanks. Like we've kind of we've done some of that during the year. It was a really good series. We played well. We lost the first game. Max Fried was nasty. I mean, that's what I was going to say. You guys lost the first game. Lost to come first back game. And win the last two. Came huge. back, won, won the next two. Offense did a really good job adding on not easy scoring environments because the wind was blown in. But, like, the atmosphere at Wrigley was fantastic. Like, they were intense games. They came down to the end. Um, so, definitely an awesome series for us. And, like, is it great to beat arguably probably the best team in the NL two out of three? Yeah. But also, like, you you – you can't get too high for any series, but like when you play a series with that much intensity on a weekend in Wrigley, and then you come to like fly through the night and play in New York, and you kind of have like a little bit of a like an exhale or a letdown. Like you just can't let that happen, you know? Because yeah. like you have like this, you don't want to get like super. You're saying high. I got to rile the Cubbies up tonight? I got, I'm right, I'll be right no, there. Cubbies had a good. That's one what I'm hearing. Cub- Cubbies are going to be hot now, but you get like it. Just sometimes you come out a little flat after something like that. Like that's definitely so. Like you try not to get too, like fuck yeah, we just did that, and then you come next series and you're like, that was, like what? like the Mets had lost six or seven in a row. Like they're going to win a game, right? Like we, it was it was yeah. perfect. It was a perfect setup. Like we had just scored yeah. eight runs. I said that the first game against the. Uh, Against Atlanta too, we lost eight nothing, uh, and it's like that's great, that's great. We reset the differential. Don't score any runs. Don't waste any. Fucking give up eight. That's perfect. That <laughs> if we would have scored five, we couldn't have scored eight the next two days. It would have been too ridiculous. And we had just scored so many against Cincy. It was like we got to reset it. Eight nothing loss yeah. is perfect. Cincinnati must have been that must have been a rough flight home after that, that series because you guys just laid a number on them we, in I, every we, game. We just played really well. I mean, team like team at bats that were. Just if a guy was throwing balls, we weren't swinging at him. You know, once the guys started throwing strikes, we hit some homers. Like, it was just a really nice. It was just a really nice series altogether. And yesterday, them I in mean, 3-2 win for you guys. That's another. I mean, obviously, at this stage of the season, every game's important. But as you mentioned, a little bit of a letdown maybe Monday. Get that win yesterday. Now you had a chance to take the series here yep. again today. Also, like, with Monday coming in, rain, rain delay, long night to be able to come back. Like, that and – Carrasco did a great job. Like he was nasty to not let that game slip away. It was huge. Um, and to reset and be like, all right, look, we can win a three. Because we haven't really had like a 3-2 game. Like we've had some some like 8-6. We've had some like runaway. Like all the games in Cincy, we lost the first one of that series too. And then the rest of them we kind of ran away with. So I think we had, we had a close one on that Sunday, but not like for Adbert to be able to come in and shut the door with a one-run lead, uh, and he had to go through. Turn that nice double play to end it, too. Yeah, he had to go through Lindor and Alonzo in that ninth. So, really, really good one. Kind of crazy you guys have the third most runs scored in the NL. Cubbies. Cubbies are ready. Boys are swinging. Cubbies scored 10 quite a few times. Guys, it's time to talk about our friends from DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code COMPOUND. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code COMPOUND 
only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in require. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, let's get you guys back to the show. Uh, obviously, after last year, Cubbies were kind of rebuilding. And then you come into this year and it's like you got some pieces, but you weren't like a favorite to win the NL Central. How fun is it to be, what is it, 114 games into the season and you're a game and a half out of the NL Central? Yeah. Like that's got to be electric at Wrigley every yeah. game. I think Wrigley is really, really in a good place. The The teams that I have been on that have been good teams, mm-hmm. 17, 18, 19 was a good team, even though they didn't win enough games, and 20. 17 and 18, the expectations, 17, 18, 19, 20, they were all super high expectations, right? If you didn't win the division. It was a letdown. It was a letdown, and that those teams were expected to make deep runs into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We did it in 17, we didn't win the World Series, letdown. 18, we end up having to go, we win 96 games and have to go to game 163, <laughs> and then the wild card, super letdown. Yeah, and then nineteen don't make the playoffs. Super let down. So like though, and you know twenty it was we won the division, but twenty was twenty, and then we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So like all of those good teams that we had were all letdowns, and it felt like there was definitely times because of coming off the World Series and how like the fan like there was times I remember playing golf and going on an off day, and being being like, hey man, how you doing? Like what's going on with the Cubs this year? Well, we're in first place by five games. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, are you talking that's Tom. About? That's Tom as a Yankees fan. It, those yeah. were the people you were yeah. talking to. It's like, well, we're in first place by five games. It's like, oh, oh, well, good job, I guess. But like now, because you know we've been bad for a couple years, now there is this like, oh, shit, the Cubs could be in the playoffs again. Like we could be playing baseball in October. Like there's this excitement around Wrigley. Like that is such a cool thing mm-hmm. to be a part of. Like it, I I wasn't around. I was drafted, but not around at fifteen with the big league club. But some of that, like, hey, this team has a chance to be together and good for a little bit. Like that's pretty exciting. So, how really co- fun. How cool was it to see Jed come out and kind of say that you you the way you guys played? You know, the Talkman home run robbery. You mentioned that one. He mentioned a couple specific games were ultimately the decisions between probably a guy like Cody Bellinger being on the team or, or not being on the team. Right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Really cool the way that we played down the stretch, and I think like that's down the stretch, down the stretch to the deadline. Um, but I think that's like a testament to the veterans that we have in the clubhouse, and like guys understanding but not 
you know, putting too much pressure on it. I mean, we were eight games out of first a couple weeks ago. And so to play our way into contention there was like, was really, really cool. But also like, I know I've been asked this question quite a few times and like, I think it's like Jed put this team together. And I think that like the fact that Jed put the team together and like, he's just believing in his own work, right? Like he, he went and got Bellinger, like Bellinger could have gone anywhere. Like he went and made the play. He got Bellinger. He paid him for the year. Like he, he went out, got JMO who in his last, since the all-star break has been six and oh, with like a two. Like he's been fantastic. That was since New York. And like the moves around the edges. Too. Went, yeah. When got Dansby went and, and like all of these things that are like starting to come together. And like, even like there was some doubt earlier in the year in the bullpen and people going like, well, Jed didn't do enough for the pen. Like pen has been really good. Like, Guys have solidified themselves. Like, Fulham's been awesome. Adbert's closing. Like, I think him having the confidence in, like, what he's built. And then going and not, not going, like, all right, we're not going to sell or we're going to, like, buy, sell. We're going to do so. Him, he went and got the best bat. Like, he went and got Candy, who's been unbelievable. It's been and insane since you guys got him. Yeah, he started eight for nine. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> he couldn't get, couldn't get out. So, you know, just, like, that is has been really – awesome to see and I think that's like he's good at what he does he's built even on the teams that we struggled on like he's built good bullpens he's built teams where he could sell um the one-year pieces to get some stuff back like when it was understandable like that part of it's been been you know people ask us like aren't you glad you forced his hand like that guy didn't want to sell like he wanted to yeah no I don't think any GM ever wants to be a seller like we we gave him a chance to like see the vision that he saw in spring and like we yeah. we were able to help him like be like yep that's what i yep i that's what it was supposed to look like well it's sick too like for guys like adbert and steel and nico to like experience this like making a run late into the season like because you like you said like the last two years like they were up there or like up and down and it was like kind of just a rebuild and now it's like hey we're going for this thing. Yeah. And Steele's been gross all year. And I mean, I think the other thing, too, is Cubs have a top-ranked farm system. He's been able to do all this. Yeah. And, you know, you got guys like Peter Crow Armstrong and, and guys who are coming through the system as well who are not only, you know, he was able to do all these moves and add guys like Candy without selling the farm. And not yeah. only, as you said, you have this core in place, but you have other guys who are going to come up through the system the next couple of years who are going to come and compliment you guys. Yeah, and when you have, when you have a deep farm like that, if you need to make that move, like the Chapman move where you need to make some of those moves to get a top pitcher. If you need like, Hey, like we got to go get an ace. So we got to go get Luis Castillo. We got to go like, like the Mariners did not saying that the Cubby's going to do that. But like when you have to do that stuff and you have a deep enough farm to, to move from. So like all of that stuff um, is pretty cool. And for those guys, what you said about Adbert and Steele, and I don't think that everybody realizes this, those guys were part of the organization since like 2012, 2013. Was Steel 13, 14? Uh, Steel was Steel was drafted 15. We were drafted the same year? Uh, he was it before me. might be 14, but I believe it's 15. I, I'm going to say 14. I think Steel I think Steel got there in 14. I think Abbott got there same but maybe 13, 14. So, yeah. Those guys, eh, maybe Abbott's 14, 15, but those guys they're key pieces now. Have seen the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. they've seen pre Joe Madden. They've seen when Brendan Hyde was the farm director. 
14. Steel was 14? Steel was 14. Tom tried to whisper that, and then he realized his mic was so close to his mouth and heard himself <laughs> talk. Uh, so those guys have seen, like, Brendan High was the farm director, pre-Joe, Joe, the 15 run, the 16 run, and then everything else, and now to be a part of the what could be this next winning cycle in Chicago, it's, like, so cool for them. Like, Yeah, really, really and like I said, Steele's, like, one slash two starter now. And adverse the closer, like they're huge pieces for yeah. you guys. It's Steel pretty sick to Steel see them get, grow to that. Yeah, Steele doesn't get enough credit, but he's he should be squarely in the an Elsa Young award. Do you want to hear something that's funny? There was a play. It was a chopper. It was kind of a it was a hard hit like topsman chopper at Nico when he was playing short when Dansby was out. Mm-hmm. And it just it just took a big hop on him and like it, it kind of ended up up here, hit off the top of his glove, and eventually Five runs come around to score throughout the inning. Mm-hmm. It was a rule to hit. Ah, of course. Challenge. Steele woke up one day and got five runs taken off his ERA. Five. So he Love went that. from he went from like a three to like a two six seven. It's like a it's and like we, a hitter it's like a hitter going to bed hitting two sixty and waking up at two ninety. Be like, oh. As a position player, wouldn't you gladly take that error? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Especially in, and Nico I said mean, that Nico Nico was like, yeah, I mean that was that was an error. Like that should and that's should have been error from yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, this isn't really a factor in it, but like they have their contracts. Like Steele still doesn't have his contract. Like I think he'd like that lower ERA. <laughs> I think he when said it comes that, time for Arb and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk? Do you want to touch on this uh, TA Jose Ramirez thing? <laughs> Tim Anderson, Jose Ramirez. Do you want to touch on it? Do you, do you have any? Do you have any thoughts? We literally got done with our game. We actually had benches clear in our game. Like nothing really Sick. happened, but like we had two guys get hit. Whatever. Like both teams were chirping at each other. Nothing really happened. We come in the dugout and or into the locker room after the game and see that on our phone. And I was like, Oh my god! I go, This was a full blown boxing match. They dropped the gloves and squared up. That I haven't seen that in years. I mean, yeah, nobody's seen it since. It was crazy. I mean, even like, even like guys like Nolan went out to the mound a few years ago, and like a couple guys have gone to the mound, and then like obviously yeah. Amir Garrett did the thing, and but like that was like that's like one guy charging other guys, and like a and then like a like the full square up. The only thing since Batista and, and Odor, right? Yeah, that's another um, comparable one recently. Yeah. But and that was like a legit, the ump's trying to break it up, and then they just both are sitting there, fists up, and he's like, nope, I am not getting in this. He said, he said begin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't I do the same thing? I'm Listen, like, I'm not he staying ma- he made a bu- He made a business decision. He made a yeah. business decision to get out 100%. of the way. It was the right one. Yeah, I, I mean. I did see, Hap, you might have seen this, or Tom might have seen this too, but like I did see Mookie Betts say like, if one of my guys gets like knocked out like that, though, like you gotta, you gotta go hit someone. Like if you're a White Sox no, no. player, like Mookie, you gotta Mookie get in not, there. And be like, I, I don't. I think Mookie said the opposite of that. I think Mookie was like, no, uh, he, was like, he I'm said out. he would just pull people out. Yeah, like it, he said he wasn't was gonna throw punches, but he's like, you Corbin can't Carroll. let a guy get knocked down and then everyone else just kind of like push and pull. He's like, you gotta get in there after that and try to defend your guy. Yeah, I think it was him and Corbin Carroll, and uh, yeah, and <laughs> Mookie was like, I'm just. Just pulling people away. Except well, Hap, I feel like that's that's you too. Like uh, I don't see you going in there throwing any punches. Yeah, I'm not. I feel like 95 percent of rosters are those guys where they're just like, ah, let's just break it up, guys. Well, also like, 
That's a lot of money on the, in a suspension. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Six days? That'll pay. I don't know if I want I kind of thought. What's, I I, thought what's that... worth it? What's, it's like, Listen, I, we saw this in person. Hap is a lover, not a fighter. He went and hugged his former teammate when a situation yeah. came up with a fight. He was like, I'll give you a hug. He's not a, he's not a fighter. I just don't know what would make me angry enough to give up a week of pay. Point. Yeah, when you're making those 61 M's, you gotta you gotta protect those. <laughs> One week of my salary, I could probably afford to give up. Yeah. I might be throwing some punches over that. I kind of thought I thought they'd get even more games. To be honest, like six, I think he got six, and Wood Ramirez get three. Three. I was like, that was a full blown boxing match. I th- I I mean, I didn't know what like the right number was, but I felt like I was like, oh, only six, only three. Like, all right, that's not that bad. A lot of content. Last thing I would like to talk about. Is, mm-hmm. as it uh, pertains to MLB content. Attendance, way up. Way up. Way up. Way of, up. I, I feel like I see a tweet every day of, like, how much, like, it was the biggest crowd percentage ever. A lot of reasons why it's up. I think MLB, I don't like when people say the MLB. I think Major League Baseball is will, will credit it to the rules changes. They'll try to take mm-hmm. a victory lap on the rules changes. 100%. I think a lot of it has to do with in division, you play in division less times. So people are more excited to go see Cubs cards because there's only going to be six to seven of those games at regular year instead of 12 or 13. So there's not the same. Tom's giving me a face. I don't I, like it. I don't agree. There's with not you. the same. Like <laughs> there's only, there's only six Yankees Red Sox games in New York instead of nine. Those always sold out though. I mean, like the Yang. I, 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 I respectfully disagree. Oh my god! And so <laughs> there's more demand for that. There's more demand for that. And like the Cubs are only going to come to Pittsburgh, you know, less times. The Cubs are only going to go to Cincinnati less times. So the fans that want to plan that trip are more apt to go. Hey, we have to get down there to see this because it's less times. That's my first thing, Tom. My second thing is, did you see Otani when Otani goes and plays? The Short atten- The attendance is. Four, I think it's like 4,000 fans more than the average attendance for that stadium for the year. So, like, these teams are going to play in different places. People get to see new players. There's the excitement of going to, hey, I have to go see when the Angels are in town. Which yeah. Before, or I'm guessing, like, even the Braves go visit a new place, and, like, people are like, ooh, Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson. Like, yeah, we want to go yeah. see that. Think Like, think about... Let's, you know, we didn't play the Angels this year, Let's, but let's say the Angels come to Chicago... Are people going to buy tickets oh. to watch Mike Trout and Shohei in September versus if you know we're out of it and the Pirates are out of it? You know, people are still going to go buy that ticket, and so I think that that is. I think the balanced schedule has helped. I think the rules change have helped. I think the balanced schedule has also helped, and we should at least appreciate that. I think it's like we've talked about in the past, but like it helps the teams not in the race as much like when Otani comes to town and stuff like that, like the Cubs are always going to get fans. The Yankees are always going to get fans. You know what I mean? Like the big markets are always going to have their crowds, but it helps those smaller markets. Like you said, Otani's coming to Kansas city. They're going to get a good crowd just to see Shohei Otani play baseball. Some of the numbers are crazy. Like I think last weekend it was like all 15 games had more than 30,000 people and 12 of them had more than 35. Like those are just Really special numbers. Can I I say one thing? I I do think one thing that's really helpful for baseball, tickets have gotten so expensive in every other sport. 
And mm-hmm. like if, if you want to go see the Cubs Mets night, you can get in for 10, 15 bucks. And that I think is actually a big selling point for the average consumer out there right now. I mean, I think you see it's comparable to going to the movies. It, it is an activity you can do. It, it, the, the rest of sports have turned into this is an event. This is you go once a year. Yeah. You can go to 10, 15 baseball games and go and spend what you would spend on one or but two NFL games. Do you think that's a factor of the Mets being sellers? Like I, I'm, I've got a feeling that Wrigley's probably not the cheapest for to sure. get a ticket for to right sure. now. And, and when somebody was just in town – I can't remember who was saying Reds or I think I think one, maybe one of Nico's buddies was in town. He always buys tickets, and he said like a bleacher ticket was like one sixty <laughs> for like for but Cubs. I mean, it was Cubs Braves yeah. big series the weekend. Everything was probably already sold out. So yes, yes, is it a little bit of a product of that? But that also helps. Like the Cubs games are going to be sold out no matter what. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, there are obviously markets that are outliers. Yeah, so, and, I, yeah and if a Mets game, sure. if a Mets game isn't going to be sold out, and you know, you can go for 10 or 15 bucks like it keeps people coming to the ballpark can i ask you a question as a fan who goes to baseball games has the length of the game impacted your willingness to go because you know approximately how long it's going to take i think it helps like for example i'm going tonight with my girlfriend who was not a baseball fan i'm trying to introduce her to the sport i think it is helpful to be like hey instead of going like this could be three hours this could be like we'll probably be done in two and a half at most three hours you know like we can plan our night around it i do think it, it's helpful getting people in the door. I think the biggest thing with baseball is it's such a good in-person product. You just need to get people in the door. So whether it's the cheaper tickets, yeah. whether it's the shorter games. I think the other thing is also we went through a pandemic. People were inside for a long time. You see, like, movie attendance is way up. People want to go outside and do things right now. Yeah. So I think, it's, yeah. uh, I think we're catching a lot of things at the right time. And it's great for the game of baseball that, you know, there is so much quantity of tickets. There are so many games that if you want to go to a baseball game, there's no reason not to right now. And I, as you said, I think the rules, I do think they make an impact on at least mentally for, for the non-baseball fan. You could say, hey, this used to be a three-hour endeavor. This is two and a half now. It might be 210, you know? Or Yeah, or, yeah. I, th- or I think the fact that you're like, this is three at the most. Where yeah. where if you went to a Yankees-Red Sox game or a Yankees-Orioles game, like some of those AL East was – the longest game. And it would Every be a, Yankee Red Sox game was four hours. Be a three and a half, <laughs> it would be a three and a half to four hour game. And you're talking about like, well, we're going to get there. You know, we have to leave. We're going to get there six, six forty five. Game whatever. starts at seven. Yeah. Like we might get home at midnight. Like now, you know, game starts at seven. Like worst case scenario, things end at 10. And I think the speeding up of the game, even though it's subtle for you guys, I think for the non-baseball fan, which is an audience that unfortunately baseball has to cater to a little bit. I do think, the, just the speeding up of the game by 10%, I think makes a big difference mentally to those people because they see a lot of why are they standing around? Why are there so many meetings? There's less meetings. There's less standing around. There's more action. And I think that does, again, pe- get people more in- interested in the game. And they're like, oh, there's more balls put in play. You know, like there's there's more things happening than, oh, we're on our third mound visit of the me- of the inning, you know? Yeah, I, and I, I, would, I would really be interested to see the viewership numbers on TV. Because this is the first time we've had an attendance bump in a long time, and like that is fantastic yeah. and really good for the game. But I'd be interested to see what the uh, TV numbers look like because that that's arguably more important to the finances of the game, which is unfortunate. Can we talk about screen time? Sloan valves. Sloan valve. I was off yesterday. I'm really scared. Yeah, I think I had a long one yesterday. I'm nervous too. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. The company is at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hydraulic 
restroom solutions by manufacturing water efficient products, including Sloan flusher-meters. Flusher-meters. I was looking at my screen time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. Not a great one from me. Not as bad as I thought, though. 513. I'm 625. Ooh. Ew. On an off day? I feel like I was was pretty impressed with 625. Well, see if you? Zach. We'll see if Zach sends us his before we're done yours? here. Dakota, what was yours? Five thirteen. It's a tough day. Had a bus trip. Wow, is Hap above five thirteen? No five, way. Five no way. Five twenty six. Ian, I don't know what happened. What's I'm going trying, on with you? I'm trying to figure this out. And, I was on my phone. <laughs> I think this is the first time in my entire life I've been within an hour of Ian. It's fifty nine uh, minutes, but we'll count it. Listen. Here, here's what here's what happened. Ian, Ian was definitely long. on maps. Uh, the, the screen was up. He, he took a phone Calls call. The screen was on. on. The screen maps. was on. I I was on I was on my phone after midnight for too long. That's, that's what, what that's where it gets me is I stay up to like if I'm up to like one that hour from noon to, or midnight to one a.m. is just straight screen time. That's what that's what happened to me. I don't know what I was doing. Go to bed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Sundays are always funny to look at when he sends the bars. <laughs> I'm done sending you guys any extra information. No, <laughs> next, next just, time you're getting the number. Well, just wait for NFL Sundays in the off season when I'm back up to like eight hours. The one, the one time that Tom just sent us the number, and then you, so you had to <laughs> click, you had to click on the photo, and then it was the <laughs> biggest number you've ever seen. It's going back it's, to that next week. Ian, go to sleep. You're up till two a.m. on your phone. I don't know what I was doing, dude. You had it was well. We finished the yeah, game. Yeah. We, we didn't get to the hotel till one fifteen. So that must have been oh. that must have been bus trip. And then I just kind of decompressed in the room for half hour. And before you know it, my screen time is five hours. That's episode 170 of the Compound Podcast. That's a crazy win for me. 513 of the win is crazy. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I wonder what Zach had, but uh, Zach Zach didn't want to participate in the podcast today. So, Uh, Episode 170 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse. You love Parse. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Ask about Parse. Make a pina colada. We'll see you next week. 